podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I can't do that anymore. I'm J.J. Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely, lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Uh, I'm doing well. This is the, the late, late show version of Living the Stream, since uh, we are recording this at 7.12 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. Yes. Um, uh, we had some uh, some issues that needed to be resolved. Nothing serious, nothing serious, uh, but uh, sorry for the East Coasters, I know that the West Coast will now wake up to our podcast, which is always it's a that's a nice thing to wake up to. Sure. A lot of things going on in our lives separate of of fantasy football. You have you have sicknesses going on in your house, oh. right? Oh. Awfulness. Yes. I had something happen to me on Saturday where yeah. for, for I think it was the second time in a year that I got food poisoning and I oh. it was just one of the like one of those nights for me from like four, well, four evening, four PM to like midnight. Just, just not, not, not a, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get graphic here. That's not, it's not worthwhile. No one needs visuals as to what went down. Sure. Sure. But a lot went down and I have a question for you because your voice is a little little scratchy from, from the, uh, the, the vomit, vomitocious, uh, actions of your uh, illness. Um, are you like me, a yeller when you, when you throw up? Um, yeah, man, that's a good question. I'd have to ask my wife. Uh, because I mean, I, she, I mean she, you know, she, I feel awful for her because she was like caring for the child and then she could just hear me just, I guess I do yell now that I'm thinking about it. Cause it's like a, Oh, like, like I, need, I need to get all this out now. And it was, yeah. and you guys, I mean like, like food poisoning versus this is why I knew it wasn't necessarily a stomach bug and, and hopefully it's not knock on wood. Cause I don't want my family members to get sick, my wife and my kid, but like with food poisoning, literally everything needs to get out of you. Like li- there, there's nothing that stays in your body. So it's just a constant every 20 to 30 minute thing. And I hadn't gotten food poisoning in my entire life. And now it's happened twice in one year. Yeah. It's a, it's a total body rejection is what, is total what body it is. Re- and honestly, honestly, the, the feeling I had on Saturday and into Sunday, and this is why, I mean, those of you who, who join in the Facebook lives every, sun, every, every Sunday morning on FanDuel, um, I'm sorry I wasn't there, but Jim Saunas filled in admirably. Um, but the feeling that I had uh, on Saturday evening was similar to actually how I felt on Monday watching mm-hmm. that football game. <laughs> yeah, I think all of us, well, not all of us maybe, but you and I wanted to throw up everywhere while watching the Seahawks Vikings Monday night game, which was three nothing at halftime. Yes. Um, and by the way, the announcers mentioned that the last time there's a three three to zero final on a Monday night was Dolphins Steelers in 2007, and I remember yep, that game me too. because because I went out to a bar to watch that nonsense, and it was in a hurricane. It was. It was, and the ball would plant itself <laughs> yes, into the field. Say that. Yes. When when the when the Steelers and Dolphins punted, yeah. the ball would just go splat. Yeah, it would just right stick. It the... would just stick straight up in the air. 
and Ricky Williams, that was his first game back from from a two year suspension, I want to say. And he promptly got injured um, um, on like his fifth carry. Um, it was a it was a horrible one of the worst sporting events I've seen ever. But it, it brought me back. So um, uh, anyway, last night's game, the the Monday night game was was not not fun to watch for me. And it reminded me of a conversation, JJ, that I had with a uh, friend at a party on Saturday and we were talking about the NFL and I said the Chiefs Rams game from two couple weeks ago, three weeks ago was one of the best, if not the best game I've ever seen the most enjoyable yeah. watching experience. Yeah. And, uh, th- this guy was horrified, horrified <laughs> by my reaction. He, he said he dismissed it as the NFL intentionally ruining its product uh, to create arena league scores, and he said he can't wait until until the the era that which is coming, obviously, where we re- revert back to run first 1970s and 80s, um, uh, you know, offensive tactics. So I he he must have been thrilled with the Seahawks Vikings game. Yeah, he must have been. I I loved loved the commentary and the tweets during that Viking Seahawks game of people saying, man, the Seahawks are just doing whatever they want on the ground against Minnesota. They're running it down their throats. They're doing this with the run game. They're doing that with the run game. And it's 3-0 at halftime. A total, total dominant performance, totally dominant performance, and you're up 3-zip. And and they, if if not for the missed call on the blocked field goal, the Seahawks had a good chance of losing that game, I believe. So, uh, So that's great. You can dominate a team on the ground all night, and um and and you know barely b- uh, build a lead at all because hey guess what you're not scoring yeah here's the thing uh when when you look at Seattle offensively this year they they've been good offensively I'm actually shocked that Brian Schottenheimer is putting together a decent offense but here's the thing they're doing it because of hyper efficient play at quarterback if you yeah. if if you throw another quarterback under center in that offense they're not even close to the same offense that we're seeing right now this is actually we can act, we can look at what Jacksonville's doing is what Seattle is doing as well just from a what they want to do standpoint and Jacksonville can't do anything offensively because they don't have a quarterback Seattle has a quarterback who's throwing at a, a touchdown rate that is oh. is completely it's one of the most histor- no one's talking about this Russell Wilson is having a a borderline historic season from an efficiency standpoint in terms of scoring touchdowns and and everyone just is looking at the running game. They're saying, oh, running is the reason why they're good. Running is the reason. No, they're hyper-efficient throwing the football. So I don't know where Russell Wilson stands uh, right now as far as QB rankings through 14 weeks, but I would imagine that uh, if he re- if he had a season, had had a season where his touchdown rate was even close to normal, that he would be a total non-option in fantasy. And And like you saw... Last night, when things don't go right with those few deep shots that he takes, what do you get? You get an eight-point performance, right. and with the, that's with a 45-yard run tacked on, right. by the way. Right. This is what happens when two passing games cannot get things going, period. Yes. Period. All right, Denny. So it was, oh, sorry. You, no, Denny, was Denny was going to add some commentary. I shouldn't interrupt. I'm sorry. I, one thing. It was totally miserable. And I don't know who could watch that game and say, yes, this is what I want. The Rams Chiefs, the most thrilling uh, NFL game in recent history, at least, 
is not what I want. I don't understand that. At yeah, all. that's a good way to good way to close it out. Okay. Um. So week fourteen happened. Uh, streamers were not terrible. We had the the Buffalo Bills defense. They scored four points. We had the Arizona Cardinals defense. Uh, they were not the better play of the two in that game, but they still scored seven points. Uh, so they weren't that terrible. The New York Giants though came through against Mark Sanchez. Um, in, in his abysmal abysmal play, yeah. just oh. just awful. Um, so they they scored eighteen points. So that was a, a decent a decent job by the uh, the defenses. Uh, at quarterback, we sent a tweet out uh, before games started uh, to to not play Case Keenum because of the Emmanuel Sanders injury. Uh, so we actually only had one quarterback streamer last week, and it was Josh Allen who decided to hey. to run for another uh, six six thousand. Uh, I think it was yeah. six thousand nine hundred and sixty nine <laughs> yards. Um, yeah, I think it was. Yes, I have to check. Though. So he had 18.34 points. I was pretty strong. Tight end was like low key good for us last week. We had mm-hmm. we had Ian Thomas who had 16 points set. He had nine catches for 77 yards. That's great from a PPR standpoint. We had both Texans tight ends, which Ryan Griffin, Ryan Griffin uh, went five for 80 yards in that game. Wow. And he, he was an inch away from scoring mm-hmm. in that game, too. I actually yeah. sent Denny a DM when that happened because I was tilting a little bit. Yeah, Jay just said he was an inch away from scoring, and I said I was too. <laughs> anyway. And then Jordan Thomas had 7.1, so he didn't even you know really kill you. Mark Andrews, though, was, was a goose egg. Yeah, yeah. If I recall, but, uh, though, I, I'm pretty sure uh, – if I, I could be co- completely wrong here, but I'm pretty sure there was a uh, – he was open in the end zone or he dropped a t- – I, I, I can't totally remember, but I – and I'm not just saying that because we whiffed on the Mark Andrews call, but we also didn't really love Mark Andrews anyway because Lamar Jackson's not throwing the ball that much. I believe we we emphasized Ian Thomas, correct? Yeah, I think that he was the the consensus top streamer last week, but we didn't feel comfortable with, I mean, anyone. Yeah, I mean, you could have done better, but then it turns out that you almost couldn't have done better than Ian yeah, Thomas. Yeah, Ian Thomas was for... awesome last week. <laughs> yeah, PPR, he was money. All right, Denny, let's dig into week 15. While you're talking, I'm going to take off my hoodie because I'm getting hot in my office. So All right. you can say whatever you want to say right now. I'm never going to listen to it because uh, I have headphones in. So enjoy it. Yeah, good. Well, you know, you've never listened to me before. So uh, I actually, JJ has left now. Uh, he did not tell me which position to start with. And I'm I'm blanking right now. I'm watching him take off his sweatshirt. I'm going to wait until he's done here to ask him hi jj hey listen i didn't start what position are we starting with we're starting with defense what did you just say to everyone i was just i was i was entertaining i was entertaining the folks during the intermission okay, all right i was i was actually narrating you doing a strip tease <laughs> yeah, in front of, in basically, front of me. yeah yeah i wish it was uh, a, so a all right all right go ahead we're, gonna we're start- starting defense we always how do you we, we've done 170 some of these episodes and you still don't know what order we go in I've never, I've never been conscious during one of no, these fair. episodes. Um, uh, always blackout drunk. But the okay, Seahawks, Seahawks defense is the one I have. They're owned in twenty eight percent of leagues. Uh, so Seattle scored eleven fantasy points against the Forty ers in Week thirteen. I should mention that the Seahawks play the Forty ers in Week fifteen. San Francisco is giving up the fifth most schedule adjusted fantasy points to opposing defenses, um, and they've given up three pretty enormous defensive performances in home games. Uh, so this one is in C- in San Francisco. They've given up a lot of points in a few home games this year. 
Uh, so that's good to know. That's a that's a fun fact. And uh, so Nick Mullins was great. Who was great last week, by the way? I mean, thanks to George Kittle, just absolutely going full ground. How, how annoying is it that he didn't get the record? I mean, the, the, yeah, it is. It's super it's so annoying. dumb. Um, but, uh, so, so Mullins, um, has five interceptions in three losses, uh, with San Francisco since taking over their starting gig and, uh, Seattle is a four and a half point favorite here. So, um, I, I think they're the top streaming defense this week. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just given, I was surprised that their ownership was where it was at. Um, but yeah, they're a good play. <clears throat> Excuse me. My throat's all jacked up. That's why I started it, the show out the way that I did. It, it's from the it's from the screen vomiting. Yeah, it really you. is. Um, the other defense, I actually talked about this defense last week on the late round podcast as my sixteenth transact transaction. Um, but it's the Atlanta defense. Mm-hmm. I, I know that a lot of people are going to feel uncomfortable using them, but don't forget that a couple of weeks ago they were totally fine against Baltimore at home. Uh, not in Atlanta, I should say. Um, and they're playing Arizona this week. Arizona only has three games with more than 20 points this season. So they're, mm. they're, they're bad offensively. Uh, over their last eight games, six teams have finished in the top eight in weekly defensive scoring against Arizona. And across this time, they've allowed 3.3 sacks and 1.4 interceptions per game. So wow. given the fact that Atlanta's at home, they've already proven that you can feel somewhat comfortable using them given how they performed against Baltimore, which is another, you know, an offense that's not like it's it's not a, a powerhouse by any means. Um, this is a worse offense than Baltimore. Um, I, I you know they're they're big favorites. I think that that you can feel pretty confident with Atlanta's defense this week, which is crazy because it's a bad defense. They're really bad, yeah. Um, all right, let's move to quarterback Denny. I'll kick things off. Uh, I have two. You have one, and yours is sort of a less traditional streamer, just given ownership. Um, but I'll I'll kick things off with Josh Allen. He's, his ownership is still pretty low, um, and he's a cheat code. He has 99, 135, and 101 rushing yards over his last three games. That's mm. I think I saw a, a statistic. I didn't I didn't look this up myself, but someone mentioned that only Saquon Barkley, I believe, has more rushing yards over the last three weeks than Josh Allen. He he's going to end up as the Bills' leading rusher. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, it's nuts. Um, but he's facing this week. He's also facing a bottom tiered secondary, according to Number Fire Schedule Adjusted Metrics, which is Detroit. He's at home, so it's sort of similar to last week. I know last week he didn't really come through with his arm. He didn't throw a touchdown pass. Um, but you're getting a, a good floor with Josh Allen because he's scrambling and he's he's running the football. Uh, so you know, would I feel confident playing Josh Allen in my semifinals? I don't think I'm ever going to feel confident playing Josh Allen. Like I, I feel I feel more confident playing Lamar Jackson, uh, because yeah. a lot of I mentioned this last week. A lot of Lamar Jackson's running is is uh, is planned, right? Whereas a lot of Josh, what Josh Allen is doing is just using his athleticism and, and scrambling. Um, so right. that's my my general fear with Josh Allen. That can disappear really quickly, whereas it's more consistent and, and predictable with with Lamar Jackson. But I don't think Josh Allen is a is a bad play this week. Um, he obviously will have a top five ceiling as he's had. Um, but again, I, I do think that his floor is still a little bit scary. Oh yeah. I think it remains scary. I mean, it's, yeah, it's like I said last week, it's this hair on fire running, you know, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. uh, which is not exactly predictable. Uh, so Baker Mayfield is the non-traditional streamer. And I, I believe it's fair to talk about him because he's 48% owned like me. And, um, <laughs> And we, I'm, and I'm tired of only having to scrape the bottom of the yeah. barrel 
uh, like that's why we only had basically one streamer last week because um, we because ownership ownership for quarterbacks at this stage of the season is so messed up yeah, that it, it, it makes it it makes it so that you know we have we have, we honestly have a choice uh, some weeks of like four quarterbacks yeah on, and the other thing I, I think next year we might have to just change the format a little bit I do too I I don't I don't think it. I don't think it's fair to us, but I also don't think it's maybe as useful to to listeners because like Baker Mayfield is is available in more than half of leagues. Yeah, so. right. Maybe maybe next year we'll do like a, a a high tier, like mid tier and low tier or something like that. Right. So yes. So Mayfield, uh, like I said, more than half of leagues. Uh, the Browns are three point road underdogs against the Broncos, which you know is not is not great for process purposes, but nevertheless. Uh, the the Browns have um, oh I'm sorry uh, Denver Denver allows a 65% completion rate and 7.3 yards per pass attempt which is seventh most in the league uh, that was boosted last week obviously from the um, Nick Mullins throwing for 332 yards and two touchdowns uh, I believe the Broncos secondary is dealing yeah, they're, with injuries they're banged up yep. Yeah, I don't know exactly where that stands, but it doesn't look great, I believe. Um, and uh, there's this little little nugget. Uh, almost 70% of the yards gained against Denver this year have been through the air, um, which is among the, the, the highest rate in the league. So I I think, you know, Mayfield has a definitely a solid floor. I don't I can't really speak to his ceiling because the Browns don't really put him in a in a position to have blow up games if if they have a lead, you know what I mean. Yeah. They they seem to take the air out of the ball a little bit, but floor floor wise, I think it it could be good. Yeah, he's on a bad play. Um, if you want another uh, more of a traditional streamer, another guy that you could look to is Derek Carr. Um, he's actually not been that bad over the last couple of weeks. Uh, he was QB four two weeks ago against Kansas City. He was QB fourteen against Pittsburgh this past week. Which, by the way. I, I hate being a Steelers fan. Man. I, I that, hate it. It's I, I, I never feel sorry for you guys. Yeah, I, mean, I, but, I don't feel sorry for Steeler fans either. No, but that, that was that was pretty pretty rough. The the, the coaching was uh, just abysmal. abysmal. Just a, a horrible job all around. And the crazy thing is like they could they could realistically now miss the playoffs. But in typical oh Steeler God. fashion, they're gonna like finally beat the Patriots this week. Like it's it's like it's just gonna be they need to basically win if they win this Patriots game, they can they can make the playoffs because they'll have to beat Cincy in Week 17. And listen, you you don't come back from the Miami miracle. I'll just say that. Yeah, seriously, man. Uh, but Derek Carr, he's thrown at least one touchdown in each of his last four games, uh, so that's that's a decent floor. Cincinnati's allowed the second most points at the quarterback position, so I think just given the way that he's playing, um, you know, you you could do a little bit worse uh, than than Derek Carr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes you could uh all right denny let's get to tight ends tight ends so it's ian thomas season it remains ian thomas season he is obviously the starter with greg olson out maybe forever uh he's owned in 26 percent of leagues which um is a little higher than i expected but i guess people uh i mean we obviously affect the ownership percentage across the fantasy industry since we have 6.9 million right. uh, listeners um, but, uh, so Thomas ran the third most pass routes last week and saw 11 targets against Cleveland. Uh, the saints, who the Panthers play this week, it, they're like, we've mentioned before, they are 
a bad tight end matchup. There's no way yeah, around it. Yeah, they they give up the third fewest points to, to tight ends when you adjust for strength of schedule. But again, nevertheless, routes routes and targets are often more important than matchup. And so Ian Thomas has has you know the routes and the matchups. Uh, I'm sorry, routes and the targets possibly on his side. Also, this game sets up for the Panthers to have to throw it and have to push the pace a little bit. Uh, it has a 52-point total, and the Panthers are 6.5-point underdogs. And, you know, so you get to attach a tight end to a high-scoring game, and his team very, you know, very likely could could be behind and throw a lot. Yeah, I don't mind Thomas. I think that this guy who I'm going to talk about, actually, I might put in a similar tier, maybe even higher, um, and it's Blake Jarwin. I don't even know if we talked about him on this podcast. This I, I believe that's the first time we have said his name. So he, here's, the, here's the reason. If you look at last week, he ran 38 routes, uh, which was by far the most of, of any Dallas tight end. Um, if, if you look at the matchup, it's the same matchup that we uh, attacked with Houston last week in those tight ends. 28.5% of passing yards allowed uh, against, or that Indianapolis has allowed this season has gone to tight ends. It's the third highest rate in the league. Um the thing is, I do think that Zeke, uh, that Ezekiel Elliott's going to eat because they're really bad against pass-catching backs as well. But Indianapolis has been amazing. Like, not amazing, but they've been really good at preventing wide receiver points. They, mm-hmm. the, the, the yards allowed, so I have that table that I, that I put in the report each week. The yards allowed, the percentage of yards allowed to wide receivers is by far the lowest in the league for, for Indianapolis. Mm. So I think this is a, a matchup where we might not see you know, as much Amari Cooper, obviously, as we did last week. Last week was a matchup that you could definitely exploit with wide receivers, given the the banged up secondary, yada yada yada, Philadelphia. Um, but with with Indy, uh, it's a matchup for tight ends. It's a matchup for pass catching backs. I think it's a it's a great matchup for Zeke. I think he goes ham this week. But Blake Jarwin, who ran the most routes last week, he saw seven targets. He would be the tight end that I would target off the waiver wire in that matchup. Gotcha. And then, Denny, we have two other guys. One, I'm just going to say one of them is Vernon Davis if you want to. But then you have you have a fun one, too. I do. Fun as in, you know, the, the, the king of dad runners has to be mentioned on this fine and mediocre podcast in the year of our Lord 2018. Antonio Gates, folks, owned in 11% of leagues, rightfully so. I mean, he not doing much. But uh, the the total for the uh, the Chiefs, Chargers game right now is 52 and a half and that's after opening at 56 just as a side note that's a that's that's weird that that's that's sort of a three and a half that's three and a half point drop that's uh weird it might be Tyreek Hill no one no one knows for sure um so only um oh man I'm sorry (laughs) I messed up in my notes okay uh, Casey gives up the most the most schedule adjusted fantasy points to tight ends and only six teams allow more receptions to tight ends through 14 weeks. Uh, then there's this, another nugget. I'm full of nuggets. I have one more 26.4% of Antonio Gates targets this year have been in the red zone. So it seems like, According to that stat, they're trotting him out and using him uh, in, you know, when they get down down close to the uh, the goal line. Uh, saying that, he only has 35 targets on the season, and uh, he only has more than two targets in a game once over the past month. Uh, so this is a really 
like desperation, desperation play, double desperation. Uh, you never go double desperation, but I think I thought he was worth mentioning. How about how about Derek Carrier's touchdown? We didn't even we didn't even say that uh, after oh talking about the Raiders. God. Man, it, uh, um, LTS mascot, get Derek Carrier on LTS. Right. If I were a Raiders fan and saw that, I would just shave the top of my head immediately. I, I think, I think, you know, I, I had the urge to because people were tweeting me with pictures of that insane haircut. Yeah, that, that was one of my had. favorite moments of the show. <laughs> so good. All right. To recap, we have Ian Thomas, Blake Jarwin, those two old tight ends we talked about, Derek Carr, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, the Atlanta defense, and the Seattle defense. All right, Denny. Let's get to Twitter. We have some questions. This first right. one is from at Charles underscore sword. My neighbor raked my leaves in the front yard. Kind holiday gesture or passive aggressive act of war? It depends on your relationship, right? Yeah, I mean, if it's like a, a random, you know, if it's like the, the old man in Home Alone or, or something, then I'm, right. I'm frightened by that. Yeah, well, I'm afraid of that guy anyway. But uh, yeah, the... Um, Ah oh, man, I don't know what to make of that. I I one time my my neighbor cut my grass after it had grown to approximately eleven feet, uh, so I was grateful for that. I didn't see it as a um, as some sort of power move or passive aggressive gesture. Um, so maybe maybe just just take, accept it for what it is. I, I would I would sleep with one eye open. No. <laughs> Okay. Next question from at Justin Freeman 18. Since this is a fishing podcast, is fishing actually fun or is it one of those things people just tell themselves is fun? Yeah, I don't know. I, I've only been fishing a few times in my life and, and, and definitely not in the past 10 years. I've always found it extremely boring. But then again, I've never been, I've never done the, the, the drinking beer while fishing thing. That may add an element that I'm interested in. Yeah, I, that's, I'm in the exact same boat. No pun intended. <laughs> like i think i could deal with the intense boring nature of fishing if you know if i'm tipsy that's all. yeah i mean like i i you know I, i've enjoyed nature while tipsy right why why not just enjoy it on a lake or something with a fishing rod although i just thought of this if i have a lot of the natural light I'm going to have to pee and there's no way I'm peeing off the side of the boat. No, you don't. I mean, you could also just like fish off. the. You don't have to be in a boat. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right. I, I thought I, I forgot that it's possible to not fish on a boat. <laughs> that he was only picturing the, the quintessential fishing is what is. What yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like the yeah, like the kind in like a French movie or something. Yeah, right. Uh, this next question is from at Taylor Martin. Uh, do either of you have a wave of relief when fantasy football is over? I always find it calming knowing the tilt will die for 30-ish weeks. What do you think? Yeah, what do you hell think? yes. The, I, like, yeah. here, here's the thing. Like, I love, I love fantasy football. I love doing this as my job. I love all of that. But it is immensely draining. And every year mm -hmm. towards the end, I, I whether I get food poisoning, something, I, I get sick in some way. And, like, the end, I am... I can't even explain to you guys right now how completely drained I am. I I can, I mean, you do a lot more fantasy work than I do, so yeah. But you're I've, doing it on top I, of your your regular nine to five. Right, right, and and I and I and I get that. Yeah, that it's draining for me, so I can't imagine what it's like for you. I will say one thing though about setting lineups about like that whole part of my week where, you know, I sit down to make DFS lineups or, or, or just season, season long 
leagues, I I need the playoffs as like as like a come down, you know, mm-hmm. as as like a, a a way to like wean myself off of that extreme tilt. So I actually enjoy <laughs> postseason DFS for that reason. But after that, I I am I am done. Yeah, no, the, the the postseason stuff is great. Like I'm I'm all about like postseason DFS, which you guys should play over on Fanduel. Um, the that I'm a I'm a company man. You are a company man. That, it, it, whatever they say about you. Yeah, you can't you man. can't uh, you can't doubt that. Um, I, look, the, the playoff stuff is great because I, I the other thing too is. You know, I'm podcasting. I do I do three late round podcast episodes each week, and, I, and then I do this podcast each week. So, and I, I, it's all routine, right? It's all the, the same stuff. I like to to create content that's a little bit, you know, more not not that the stuff that we're creating isn't interesting per se, right? But like, <laughs> I, I want to get out of the routine at times and like create you more unique content. And I yeah. don't, I'm not always able to do that in season. Gotcha. Uh, next question is from at Katie Banks zero one. Which one LTS recommended player do you think is on the most cast listener playoff teams? He says, I'm guessing Jared Cook. He's on mine. Thanks. Oh, what is that? Oh, oh. like like wh- which uh, of the teams remaining? Like which which podcast streamer that we've recommended this year is on the most rosters oh yeah i mean jared cook is a top five or six tight end so he's I guess, easily I yeah guess he's, that, i think he's number four um yeah I, jared cook sense. is probably up there and i would say uh probably a maybe Jameis, and maybe lamar jackson and maybe even mitch trubisky yeah yeah, I mean, Trubisky has had uh, league-winning, I mean, not league-winning, sorry, <laughs> week-winning uh, performances. Yeah, I mean, ever since that Tampa Bay game, he's been, yeah. from a fantasy perspective, he's been mostly good. He was bad this past week, but... I'm trying to uh, to think of someone else, maybe, but I, yeah, the, those those that sounds right to me. Yeah. Next question is from at Grizzly Blair, King Matt. He says, hey, dads, my newborn daughter is fascinated with our ceiling fan. How many ceiling fans should I buy her for Christmas? Uh, 11 i I think 11 sounds about right yeah yeah just install them literally everywhere make it so that a a hurricane could actually start in your house if you uh turn all the fans on at the same time i think that's best for your family yeah you guys should look at the response too from justin freeman it's just a picture of a a fan store and it looks like it's like here's here's matt's living room (laughs) (laughs) next question is from at michael underscore dubner the Venn diagram overlap between those who, one, clean the dishes as they cook, and two, those who carry 14 grocery bags at once so they don't have to make a second trip <laughs> is equal to 100%. I, I wanted to bring this up. I, I am, I am, it's not, you can't even argue it. I'm the best grocery carrier on the planet. Really? Yeah, on the, it's not even close. I'm, I pride myself on this. I, you really? can, you can put, uh, you can put at least 600 pounds on my arms and I, I can't, I mean, I can't lift 600, but I can when they're groceries. So this is, <laughs> you can when it's, when it's milk. I don't know why um, it just, it just works. So you, so there's, you're saying there's a huge gap between you and the, and the second ranked, uh, grocery carrier. Yes. It's not, there's okay. a, it's a massive gap. It, it's basically like first half of the season. Todd Gurley is what I am as a grocery carrier. Yeah, so you you you're the Mahomes. Yeah, I'm, really, I'm the Mahomes of, of, of grocery carriers. Yeah. yeah. So uh, okay, here's here's my my take on grocery bag carrying. Uh, you obviously have a determination 
to get all the bags in at once, yes. right? I mean, that that that's what's driving Correct. your your strength. That's what that's that's what's happening. It's like you know uh, the story of a grandmother who lifts a car off of a child, mm-hmm. um, you know, because the adrenaline is surging through her body. Th- this is the the same for you. You are so determined, uh, and it's a it's a willpower thing. You you ha- you will yourself to get those groceries in the one shot. Sure. I do not. I do not have that will. I cannot do it. I carry in exactly two grocery bags at a time. <laughs> wow. Wow. See, I, I just I, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna spill anything. I have to clean up a mess or go back to the store. And I don't wanna make look, multi trip multi trip situations are the absolute worst. And and look, my garage door my, my garage and my garage door is literally like right next to my kitchen. Right. It's, it's not like it takes a really long time for that, but I I want and this this goes for coming coming home from a, a trip. Right, and you have all this luggage. Like when I come home from Christmas this year, uh, and and I unpack that car, and my daughter has all these gifts from from family that she's never going to use, and I <laughs> and we had to unpack this car. I'm going to make as few trips as possible when that happens. Okay, I I believe you. Uh, by the way, I live in a townhouse. I have to walk 100 yards. Yeah, but why aren't from- you carrying as many things as you possibly? When I lived when I lived in an apartment. Right. I, I mean, I had multiple apartments where I was on not the first floor. And when I let, I would, there is no way I would make a, a more than one trip. I'm just not that fired up, man. I don't know. I can't make myself my, maybe when I was younger, but at 35, I no longer have the will man. The, to, to do this. I was wondering if we could address a few Facebook questions. Sure. Go ahead. All right, address. I mean, you know, if we could read a few. So this is from the Living the Stream Facebook page. Uh, you, you all should. As we say every week, jump in along with our Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash living the stream. Um, so I have a, a good one from from Zach Slagle, who says, um, do boogers bad takes come from him or by virtue of sitting in the bad take machine? <laughs> <laughs> what would JJ and Denny say if they were on the bad take machine? <laughs> oh, man, it would just be it would just be extreme takes on players, right? Like like boogers takes. Are yeah. are just are are bad because they're outdated and they're they're about they're they're more about like real football. Denny and my takes more so. Denny probably would just be it would just be straight hyperbole all the time. Yeah, right. Like isn't that isn't that fair? Uh, maybe. I mean, I I could see myself, uh, you know, just screaming like establish establish the run now, yeah. do it, do it. You know, like 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 things that I definitely don't want to see on the field um i would just start shouting from from the bad take machine i might also say something like ipas are good right right you know yeah he's uh he they they need to do something about that crew i'm not even like someone got mad at me on twitter for like poking fun at jason witten one time and it's like i'm not like i'm sure he's a great guy we've talked about this before but like he's not doing a very good job so i'm just i'm saying this is a very interesting thing that he just said that's very wrong so i'm gonna tweet about it yeah, no, it, the, the there is no defense of this crew. It's terrible. But I mean, Booger McFarland's uh, job or role seems to be to own the analytics nerds. Yeah, right? oh, that's that's all. Oh, that is that is what he does. Like on in that Monday night game where where they went for it on fourth instead of kicking the field goal, and he's just like, yeah. why would they? And then and then you know he's sitting there in his stupid mobile after after they <laughs> after they didn't uh, didn't uh, score that touchdown, and he's sitting there just smiling. He's just so happy because he got it right. Oh. 
Yeah, I mean, he's just looking to own anybody who is at home being like, the numbers say go for the touchdown. And he's like, no, you got to get the points. Got to get the points. Yeah. I'm just ready for him to All get right. angry at one point. Like, uh, this is what I this is what I envision in, in like, the, 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 the best Monday night football game ever, okay? Maybe it is, like, the, the Chiefs and Rams because they probably hate those high-scoring games. I want him to get so angry that you see him, like, physically trying to get like strap himself out of the seat and he's like trying to get out and he like can't he's like fidgeting with the with the seat belt and then he like he yeah. like finally gets out but then he falls because he's like so right. high. like that's what i that's what i like that, that would be the, the the perfect like i mean i don't want him to get hurt you know obviously yeah, i was gonna say so you want booker mcfarland to get injured i don't want booker to get hurt falling off the bad take machine i'm just picturing like that would be a, a very uh cinematic uh, way of of it would be like the the comedy version of Monday Night Football, except that's already what it kind of is. Yeah. All right. So we'll do two more from Facebook. Uh, Alex Jerry, friend of the show, says uh, since fantasy football is basically uh, Dungeons and Dragons for people who like sports ball, <laughs> have you ever <laughs> have you ever played Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, if you had to, what sort of fantastical fantastical character would you be i see denny as an elf bard and jj as a dwarf fighter <laughs> wow i've never you know i've never uh I, I i'm a gamer i play video games i'm a nerd right i i, I don't really play that much anymore but like i've you know i, I dabble in video games uh but i never got into like the the medieval type stuff like i never got into like lord of the rings and, and like it took me a lot to get into Game of Thrones, which by the way, I, I last week I saw the Jon Snow episode. Oh man! Um, but I never really got into into Game of Thrones. I I, I didn't think I was going to get into Game of Thrones, but I I have gotten into it. But like it's never been like a genre that I've really enjoyed. I, I'm totally with you. I resisted Game of Thrones for for well for months, not years like you, but for months. And I finally gave in, and I was like, oh yeah, it's it's a really good show. Uh, I have not played Dungeons and Dragons. I have uh, friends who do the whole like um, uh, Stranger Things uh, thing where they meet up and and play like it's the eighties. Yeah, I have, I have some. I have a friend who's actually pretty into it. Yeah. Yeah, um, like human interaction, uh, which is from obviously stopped it stopped in the eighties. Uh, so I I have not played. Um, I imagine that we are no less nerdy, you know, in in our fantasy football stuff. Um, so I wish I had something more to add, but I will, I will take the elf bard. I'll, I'll be an elf bard if that's, if that's what you think, Alex. Yeah. Do you have any more questions on Facebook? Yeah. Um, Bethany Peters, friend of the show says, I put light, <laughs> I put lights on my ficus tree this year, avoiding getting a Christmas tree to own the libs. That's pretty funny, Bethany. Uh, now my tree is leaning over <laughs> and 69 leaves. <laughs> 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 Uh, all right. <laughs> what do you do? A, <laughs> take down the lights to salvage what's left of <laughs> Or two, keep the lights up to continue owning the <laughs> Oh, we got to stop the show. That's good. Oh, man. I didn't, I, I didn't 
I like I scanned that question before, but I didn't I didn't really strike me as so funny. But wow, that's you don't good. give me enough credit for reading these questions. Now you understand. Now you understand FF penis. Like when you're <laughs> sitting there and you're not ready for what you're about to read, and then you just see uh, FF penis, then you start to. It's, you're, too, it's, it's a very surprising situation. It's too, she listen. She includes Bethany includes a picture of her ficus tree, and it looks it looks <laughs> kind of pathetic. But keep the lights on. Keep it on. The libs will never recover. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, <laughs> <laughs> keep it on. Oh man! Any more from Facebook? No, I'll, I'll answer. I'll do the rest of the Facebook stuff on tomorrow's emergency cast. But we can go back to Twitter. Okay. Next question is from at Eggs Pasta. Break the great or live the stream? Um, Break gets gets Baltimore. I, I'm actually all about Cameron Break this week. Uh, Baltimore has been bad against tight ends. Bet much better against perimeter uh, pass catchers. Cameron Braid had had I mean he only had twelve yards last week, but he scored twice. He's a red zone threat for them. I I think Braid is actually a decent play. Yeah, I'll go with that. Uh next question is from at Evan Pasquale. Uh my favorite podcast each and every week. Thanks for your hard work. Thanks. Is there yeah. a word or phrase that you constantly use that you don't realize that you are saying so much? Mine is understood, and I think yours is tilt tilting tilted. Um yeah. I, I don't I Denny, do I have uh uh, any sort of like a ver- yeah like I, a verbal tick, yeah because you say you sometimes you say look it look it look it look it right uh yeah that's my verbal tick for sure I say, oh you know uh, what I do I say right a lot when when you, when someone yeah. when someone says like it, when we're having a conversation and I know this because if I listen back to um like some podcasts that I do and stuff I often will say you'll say something I'll just be like right right like I'll 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 verbally express that I, I agree with you. I think I think that that would probably be your tick. You know what tick I hate is uh, when people say at the end of the day, which is a total tick. Oh, it, oh, I mean, and it's very easy, especially like when you're doing a podcast and stuff. It's very easy to you know, especially when you're transitioning. It's very easy yeah. to just have those filler words, which is why, like, again, going back to that Monday Night Football stuff, Jason Witten's job is very, very hard. Mm-hmm. What he's doing is I can't do that, but I'm also not putting myself in the position to do that. But that, that's what I mean, like the, the filler stuff and the him reiterating stuff over and over again. That's why like like Doc Emmerich, the the uh, the the hockey announcer, he, he uh, doesn't use I believe this is true, uh, but he doesn't use uh, the same verb for pass more than twice in a game. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but I, I could also be completely wrong. It might just be like a, a you know, like a wives tale type thing with with Doc. But that's a that's. That is uh, something that I've heard, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. All the the 69 listeners that are hearing this right now, <laughs> just 69 million. Uh, all right, yeah. Um, Next question. I didn't have anything to add. So. All right. Next question. At Z T Dobson, if you were a Vikings fan, would you rather have the case for Keenum or Kirk Cousins at QB? Dot dot dot. Which we all know doesn't matter. I I I don't agree with the hate that Kirk Cousins is getting. I don't. Really? I don't. Because he seems like a total disaster. I don't. I think that the, the offensive line is a mess. They played a lot better last season. Uh, Case Keenum, look, Case Keenum's fine. Like, he's not a bad quarterback, but there's no way, there's no chance that Case Keenum is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins. Probably not. But, I mean, C- Cousins, like, he won't just make the easy – this is my film analysis. You ready for this? He won't make the easy throw. Like, he won't just – he has to like wait, pat the ball 50 times, bounce up and down, run around, throw it. He can't just like take the snap and throw the little 
uh, flare out to somebody like Diggs last night. He missed Diggs for an easy first down and instead had jammed it into, uh, I think, Rudolph, uh, and it, it didn't work out. He does that stuff all the time. Yeah. Don't forget, though. Don't forget Case Keenum had Pat Shermer, right? There's 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 coaching changes that went went on uh, within that offense. There's look, I'm not I'm not making like I'm not trying to make like a ton of excuses for for Kirk Cousins here. Like I I don't think Kirk Cousins is like he I don't think he's playing like a stud. And his his record, as much as I don't agree with QB wins, his record against winning teams is is putrid. Like it's like yeah, and- four and twenty four or something like that. Which was the same with Stafford for a long time, and both and listen, both cousins and Stafford are coach killers. They're total coach killers, and they will be for their entire lives. They're going to be playing the NFL for for thirty more years, and they're going to be destroying offensive coordinators and head coaches for for that entire period. And you know, so rest, you know, I don't want to say rest I, in peace, but good luck to John D. Filippo. I don't, I don't think that I've ever shared this take. I, I have with other people, probably like you and Reeves in our DM thread that we have on Twitter. But I, I think Jim Bob Cooter is one of the most overrated coaches in the NFL. Wow. The, the I, amount I, I of, the amount of love that this guy has gotten year in and year out just seems so unfounded. Like it's like, where's this coming from? What have they done? And this year they're horrible. Anyway, that's my take. Yeah. Next question is from at the rad carpet. This is from our, our buddy Tom. Can you whistle? Do you have any whistling takes? And then he follows this up with also curious as to what song you would use to prove slash test your whistle. I always go with the star spangled banner for some reason. Um, I can't whistle. You can't whistle. No. Oh man, I can. Oh, you know the other thing I've shared on the Facebook page is that I I can kazoo too. <laughs> I can I can both whistle. So my whistling usually goes to to jingle bells. I don't know if I should do it in this microphone because people. Are, so get get prepare you you guys turn your turn your volume down a little bit. Yeah. All right. All right. So I can I can whistle. Right. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So, do you whistle that as you're carrying 45 bags of groceries in? Yeah, as long as I can actually breathe while I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> I can also I can also kazoo though, and I can only do it while making a duck face. But I'm not gonna. Maybe I'll, I'll allow you to see the duck face. All right, you ready for the kazoo? I'll do another jingle bells with the kazoo. Ready? I'm ready, ready? for the kazoo. <laughs> what is going on? This. This podcast has gone off the yeah. rails. I had to share the kazoo, man. I haven't shared the kazoo after 170 episodes. The, the people need the kazoo. That was good. I, I, I mean, I don't particularly love the kazoo, you know, uh, but, but that that sounded like a kazoo. Um, My one and a half I year old to... uh, nephew loves it. So whatever, Denny. Very good. Yeah, the kids love it. The kids do. I, I, look, Avery's gonna grow up and she's gonna say, "My dad can kazoo with his mouth." Right, right. So I have to read this from the Facebook page. I'm sorry. One more thing from the Facebook page from Daniel Kim, friend of the show. He says, I work from home two days a week on which I also watch my kid. But because I'm home more than my partner who goes off to the office every day, I end up with a Frank Gore volume of grinding housework, (laughs) of grinding, of grinding household work while my partner gets the Kenyan Drake special teams (laughs) touchdowns of putting the kids to bed. Because of this, uh, no, because this is an RBs and hashtag dad joke cast, which team's running back situation best describes your dadhood? <laughs> That's Wow, good. that is a really, really good, I mean, it would be a split backfield for me. Oh, yeah, no, listen. Uh, It'd be um, like the, the Jets backfield, but I don't want to stoop down and say that we're that bad of parents. 
I, I was going to say the Seahawks. Yeah, the Seahawks backfield's back good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, um, uh, except for there are not three of us, you know, because Mike Davis occasionally <laughs> yeah. jumps in. Uh, it's just the, <laughs> Mike Davis does not parent our children, uh, but uh, <laughs> it's just it's just the two, just the two. So it's really it's really a Carson Penny situation right. in my house. No, that's a really that's a that's a good combo. I I'm gonna just I'm gonna just agree. I mean, it's not a you know, there's this, we're not a bell cow household. That's that's not how it works here. No, and, and and by the way, to to the bell cows out there, uh, the single parents, I don't know how you do Same. it. Uh, you all are literally like, I don't, I don't, I can't comprehend how hard you have to work and what you have to do to get by every day, and you're you're like hero status. It's, honestly, it's insane. So it's insane. I I just I just want to say that while we're on this on this subject because if there is an Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott of parenting out there listening to this show, I I really revere what you do on an everyday basis, and I don't think that anybody who doesn't have kids could possibly understand being a single parent. I don't understand it. I could barely understand it, and I have freaking kids, so you know. Yeah, I, I've had the realization, like you said, especially since having having a child, but. The other day when I was sick, laying in bed, just completely feeling like death, like you have those thoughts whenever you're feeling that sick, you're like, when am I ever going to get better? Like, when is this, when is this situation ever going to improve? Am I, I am, I'm going to feel like this for the rest of my life. And you have those thoughts and I'm I'm Uh sitting there having those thoughts and I'm like, how would someone feel like this and be a single parent? I know that's what I'm saying. How do, you, how do you then care for a four month old? How does that happen? It was it was a really like I mean in the midst of the the uh, the the graphic uh, situation that was going on, I having those thoughts it was like holy crap that is that is insane to think about. I have I every time Melissa gets sick I and I have to do all the all the, like the breakfast stuff and the getting the school stuff and then the um, the bedtime stuff. I'm like oh that was one day I feel like I've been you know, up and doing stuff for seven days straight. Yeah. And it's just, nice. so it, it, it is really, it is really incredible. And my, my hat, my proverbial hat is off to every single agreed. parent out there. Agreed. I could not agree more. Uh, this next question is from at W Carl Russell. Do you still care about fantasy football at this point of the season or are you just done? And then he says, I'm not bitter. I care about, fan- <laughs> I, I thought that I was having like for, in, in terms of just my, my personal leagues, I think my advice has been fine this year. Uh, but, from from a league standpoint, I thought I was having maybe an average season, and then I realized today I made the semis in forty three percent of my leagues. Wow! And this, that, that's, that's I'm good. not that's a brag, you guys get owned. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not we're not even going to try to cover that up. I would say uh, I mean so I, would, we, I would say I, I'm usually like at like the thirty five percent range or so. I was just I was just surprised because I don't have like my teams are just solid. I don't have these like dominant teams this year. Right. Uh, well, I, I I very much care about fan, fantasy season long right now. I'm in I'm in the semis of the only two leagues that I really care about. So um, and one of, I have you, that going. You for beat me. me, Denny. We didn't even talk about this. I I did. I didn't. You know, I felt like since your team was so hobbled, I didn't really want to, uh, you know, rub it in. You, you you had nothing going, and then you lost you lost Roethlisberger for half the game. It was. It's actually crazy how I actually my team put up more points than I thought that they were going to put up. To be honest with you, me, me too. Because you had, uh, well, you had Ian, I had Ian Thomas, Thomas go nuts. Yeah, I played Ian, used Ian Thomas. You, you had, you had, um, 
Did you have a defense that went? No, well, here's the thing. I am so glad because I played Jacksonville's defense over Chicago because I just got scared off of Chicago. I'm so glad I didn't lose by like 12 or whatever the difference was because I would have tilted so hard over that decision. But like I had like Leonard Fournette and Corey. I mean, my my team, my team was horrible this past week, but my team also died because I had like Cooper Cup, Melvin Gordon and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I just want to also, uh, I'm not going to rub in the law, the win, but I do want to say thank you for dropping Eric Ebron. And I did drop Eric Ebron in that league (laughs) after, uh, the, the Jack Doyle emergence when Eric Ebron just completely disappeared. That, that definitely did. Um, but also we are both in the semifinals of the living the stream listener league and we're on, we're on opposite sides of the bracket. So if we both win this weekend, which I think I'm like a five point dog right now, but if we both win, yeah, we will we will be cheersing in the championship. My, yeah, and you know I really hope that happens. I have to say that my team has peaked. Obviously, it it is gone downhill tremendously. I lost my last two games after winning like nine straight. I lost two in a row. I'm an I'm a I'm a big underdog this week, and uh, I just I got nothing going. I mean, all the guys who have carried me, there's no way that they can sustain what they're doing. So I'm setting I'm setting expectations. Wow. As low as possible. No, no belief in your team. I, I love. Oh, I, no. I'm going to be actually really mad if I don't win because I love my team in that league. Well, you, you, all your guys are on the upswing. All you know, all the volume for your guys are on the upswing. Mine, is, mine is the opposite. Where it's like back in October when you know these guys, all these guys were getting a bunch of looks and touches and everything. It was, it was nice. Now I have Adrian Peterson in the worst possible matchup in history. Yeah. I mean like he's, he, he was a drop in my 50, but it's a, it's a, such a deep league that you can't just drop Adrian. Like the, 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 the oh. top, the top, like Tim Patrick, I think is rostered. Dude, I, I wouldn't be able to fill out my whole roster if I dropped Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's rough, but yeah, I mean that, that league was the one where like I, I had like Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones and all these like second half guys who just ended up doing stuff. You. I also want to add about the Eric Ebron thing, just to go back to that. I, I, I remember vividly going through a week of just crazy injuries and buys. Cause I had like on that team, I have like Sony Michelle and Melvin Gordon and Leonard Fournette and all these guys in Cooper cup who was banged up even before he had a season ending injury. And I remember distinctly making a decision and being like, okay, I have to drop someone. It's going to have to be Eric Ebron who, you know, isn't playing as many snaps. And then of course, then he picks him up and not only, not only beats me with him, but Eric Ebron is a, a, an easy top three, t- top three or four tight end. Yeah. And, and by the way, I picked him up out of pure desperation. I had nobody that week. I, Jared Cook was on by. I, I had to pick up somebody, and so that that's the only reason. I it wasn't some like galaxy brain move. I was just like, oh geez, I need some. I need somebody to plug in a tight end. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that's that's the the background with the Eric Ebron thing. All right, th- this question kind of like made me uh, feel uncomfortable. Uh, it's from okay. it's from hist- at history freak seventy nine. What is your opinion of guys that shave while driving to work? Efficient or lazy? It- but this uh, this hasn't happened since like a, a late '80s rom com. <laughs> I I I had look. If this is happening, I I have no idea about it. I, I did not well, know that this, this existed. This doesn't. No, no. That's a thing. That's an that's an that's like an '80s myth. No one does that. No one has ever done that. If, if anyone listening does this, I need. I think we need video proof. I, I mean, first of all, you're going to get a terrible shave. I mean, the 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 thing that you need most uh, to get a good shave is time, which will blow your mind if you think about it long enough. You need time 
to be able to properly prepare the face for the shaving. And if you're doing it in the car, you're or shaving in the car, you're gonna it's gonna be a disaster. And <laughs> and <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry to the kids. Uh, Where's Mike um, Davis at? <laughs> So that so and also uh, um if you're if you're not a high powered attorney in LA you're not doing this right I mean the, yeah I mean that's the only that's the only place and only profession that you can do that <laughs> <laughs> the only one uh this next question is from at Tampa Two Tone if you didn't have kids do you, would you sleep with the bedroom door open or closed um partially open. Yeah, partially. That's actually the right answer. That's a good answer. I'll, go, I'll yeah. go with that too. I mean, I haven't had a kid very long. And I think that's what we always did. Partially open. We have a, we have a stupid. We used to have stupid cats, and we had to close the door f- to make sure that they couldn't get in. But then they would scratch at the door, which is you know why it was just a horrible decision to get cats in the first place. And they have since been dispatched. And I don't mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean My goodness. <laughs> I don't mean you put down. No, no, no. They're, they they're have been happily. dispatched. <laughs> it's like a, like a reality show or something. <laughs> cat, cat, you're fired. Uh, yeah, no, they're 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 gone. I mean, not dead, but they're gone. They're dispatched. Uh, this next question is from at mana underscore dork. Is there anything more cringeworthy than listening to sportscasters like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman say things like, "I bet everyone at home is happy with him on their fantasy team, especially when it's a player that nobody would own, like a fullback." Uh, yes, that is well. It's clear that they don't know what they're talking about. Also, the the opposite is is funny when like you know Ezekiel Elliott will score a touchdown and like if you started Elliott on your team, what do you mean if, yeah. if you started? What is it, did you have a choice? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so, Next question, at number one punna, re-upping from last week. I I think I faved this but didn't get to it. When you were putting up Christmas lights, do you go from the ground up, standing on a ladder and moving it constantly, or do you go from root from the roof down, getting on the roof like Santa Claus? I'm not sure how houses are set up on the East Coast, TBH. <laughs> well, the houses like East Coast houses are much taller than than West Coast houses. Right. I mean, we don't we don't live in like in like huts by the beach. Right. right exactly. Right. I we we I don't I mean I don't do I don't do roof lighting either. We do we do I do a string around uh our garage door because we have a garage door in the front. Do a string around the garage door and then we have a front porch where where I string them around the the front porch. Yeah, I I so Melissa does all the outdoor light stuff, so I have nothing to add to this conversation. <laughs> but I, I I go from I mean, I guess I, I don't have to go from any there's only one strand, like one one string around, so it's not like two separate oh, gotcha. two separate locations. So I don't have an answer to this. Sorry. All right. Next question. We're going to destroy this. This is from at Phil McTimony. McTimony? Yeah. It's uh, Phil McTimony. Is that what it really is? I, I I think that's my best. I think that's what he said it was once. But Phil, I'm so sorry if I've, if I've butchered your, your name once again. Yeah, we love you, Phil. Uh, this says, are you guys okay with temporary trades? My buddy said he and another player agreed to help each other out when one was short due to buys or injuries. They trade, then trade back the next week. Across the season, they would both benefit. Should trades be permanent? Shouldn't trades I mean, be permanent? That's, that's garbage, honestly. Yeah, that's collusion. Is it? Uh, yeah, tech, I mean, you can't do that. You can't do that in fantasy well, football. 
I just I feel like my stance on like no vetoes and you know all that like that that sort of laissez-faire approach to the game I I I would I feel like I would be violating my principles I mean, I'm a libertarian when it comes to fantasy football, <laughs> that, and so that's a very specific move, though. That's that's benefiting, like that. It's not like a it's not a normal trade. No, it's not, it's and a I think it stinks. I I, I will say it's just, it 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 really stinks, and I would be furious if I were in a league that did this. So, um, but I don't know if I I don't know if I could stop it. I don't know if my I I feel like my principles say it, you must let it go through. All right, I don't. I, I. But maybe I'm. Maybe I'm. Maybe I'm owning myself. I, I, I disagree. To... I disagree a lot. I think that the uh, the the fantasy uh, ethics board is going to come after you. No. Oh, oh well. Obviously, you're you know big government lib over here. Yeah. Uh, next question at underscore James Kohout. Uh, Booger McFarlane keeps yelling at me. Can you ask him to stop? I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, next question. Last question that we're going to get to. And this is from at okay. underscore not in my league. I've noticed that when JJ is owning trolls slash dumbasses, he sometimes posts screenshots from Twitter and he isn't using night mode. My question is, how are you not burning your eyeball eyeballs out of your head? I don't, what, what is it? What is this night mode stuff? I don't need night. mode. I think, uh, for tweet deck, you have the, the black version and then the white. Uh, I don't version. even use tweet deck. I just use Twitter. I use I use I use Twitter literal twitter.com. You what? Yeah. I I don't use you, I don't need TweetDeck. I'm sorry. I'm I I'm I I need a second. I need a second to recover. I've I didn't sent, realize I've sent 90,000 tweets and I don't need TweetDeck. I didn't realize that I'm I've tried it. I've tried I'm, it. I just I'm, didn't I don't need I didn't need it. I'm I'm podcasting with a caveman. I don't need TweetDeck. What kind of civilized person doesn't use TweetDeck? Why, do why do you need TweetDeck? I I need more information pumping into my brain as quickly as possible. I need 15 columns. I need a, a column that has only own the libs uh, tweets in it. I need a column. <laughs> I need a column for politics. I need a column for football. I need my mentions, which are always good. And I need, you know, my DM column. I, yeah, no, I can't believe it, JJ. This is a, this is shocking. Look, I'm very, I'm, I'm very uh, hip with technology, right? I'm usually like ahead of the, ahead of the curve. Um, but I will say, I, I've tried uh, years ago. I tried TweetDeck, and I'm like, I don't need this. This is not something that I oh. need to enhance my Twitter experience. And now everyone, because the people who listen to the show and ask questions on this show are from Twitter, and now my, my mentions are going to be straight just flames for the next 48 hours yeah. right 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 and and so i first of all i actually switched recently from night mode to the the, the white version not to get political but the uh um but i use my my anti-glare uh glasses you know my cool yeah, glasses yeah. <laughs> the, and that that helps that helps with with the uh the, the white mode of uh of, of tweet does, of tweet does mike davis like those <laughs> I had to check with him after the podcast. He's upstairs. He's doing laundry <laughs> upstairs. So, uh, oh man! All right, Danny, that's the last question. Let everyone know where they can find you at CD Carter thirteen on Twitter, and you can check out my kicker column along with the Wednesday emergency cast and the Saturday start sit podcast. Also, folks, we will have Patreon uh, content for you in the off season. So stick around if you'd like to consume that. It's patreon.com slash 
living the stream. And I'm on Twitter at late round QB. You can go to twitter.com and use Twitter uh, in that way and follow me on there. Uh, at late round QB. I have another podcast, the late round podcast. You guys can listen to that. Uh, please go subscribe to that. Subscribe to this show too. If this is your first time, hello, greetings. We love you. Um, I have a column called the report coming out tomorrow, Wednesday. Hopefully you guys enjoy that. That's for DFS and season long lovers. Denny. <laughs> tilt montage lovers <laughs> yeah we have a tilt montage enjoy catch you guys next week it's uh 2 17 in the p.m in the eastern time in the only legitimate time zone on the planet and uh so the the brown the browns are you know like like most teams ripping carolina through the air just doing anything they want via the pass they get down into the red zone here in the second quarter late in the second quarter and they have jarvis landry throw a 25 yard pass oh my gosh oh my gosh mayfield just threw a touchdown that was dropped and i'm gonna vomit oh my god oh my god oh my folks you just got a live a live almost vomit tilt Oh my God, I'm I'm sick. I'm sick. Oh my God, I can't believe. It. Oh my God, <sighs> breathe. <sighs> oh, I'm feeling nauseous. I'm tilting. It's uh 2:22 in the Eastern Time Zone, and it seems that Spencer Ware season has come, and it has gone. Spencer Ware seems to have suffered a serious shoulder injury, and he was being phased out anyway as the main back. So uh, maybe it was never. Here's 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 something that'll blow your mind. Maybe Spencer Ware's season never happened. That's just dawning on me. Maybe it never. Maybe the, maybe in the simulation in which we exist, there was never a Spencer Ware season. Except for that time that he replaced Jamal Charles uh, rather well, uh, but besides that, you know, this year there there it never it never began, so it never ended. It's just like I can never log off because I don't remember logging on at this point. I'm tilting. So three oh seven in the PM, and uh, I just want to note <clears throat> quickly, as I did on Twitter a minute ago, that the Washington football team uh, is is really uh, owning owning the libs, unlike anything maybe we've ever seen. Uh, with going with Mark Sanchez over Colin Kaepernick, I mean, choosing choosing to go with. Mark Sanchez, who John Gruden, uh, I'm sorry, Jay Gruden said he didn't even know. Like, he doesn't even know. Someone asked him, you know, what do you think about Sanchez? He goes, I don't know. I don't know the guy. Never seen him before. Uh, so, you know, to go with, with, with him over, over Kaepernick in this emergency quarterback situation is really like lib ownage, the likes of, of which we may have never seen. I mean, I would say that, you know, even like, like Pepe Twitter is like calling off the dogs. Like, oh my God, Washington, 
football team, you you got to stop. You got to stop. This lib ownage is too much. The libs, the libs are eviscerated. They've 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 been nuked into oblivion with your choice here. Okay, all right. It's over. It's over. The fight is over. The libs have been owned permanently and forever, and they can never be unowned. Ever, ever, ever be unowned. The ownage is complete. It's complete. It's solidified with Sanchez over Kaepernick. I am tilting. Uh, 7.21 Eastern Time, and Ben Roethlisberger, after suffering some sort of injury earlier in this game and going to the locker room and then coming back out onto the field but not being inserted into the game, has now entered the game as the Steelers are down to the Raiders, which is, you know, a prototypical Steelers, uh, Mike Tomlin Steelers situation, right? Just completely playing down to your, to your opponent, and what one of the worst teams in in, in recent history. And, and they and they, they're on the verge of of losing. To this team, it's incredible. Anyway, so. Well, it appears it appears that you know from the reporting about Roethlisberger's injury and and what the Steelers were thinking, it appears that the situation was not dramatic enough for Roethlisberger to re-enter until just now. Until Oakland took the lead, it it is now sufficiently dramatic for Roethlisberger uh, to become part of the game again. Uh, which is fairly typical of the guy who uh, I have I have watched suffer multiple career-ending injuries, um, only to come back three plays later. Uh, you know, the, 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 this is the same guy who uh, has declared himself out for the coming week and then plays. So, so this is this is no this is no shock. It's uh, it's right on time. I'm tilting. The the lovely uh, LTS patrons will know that Mike Badgley was a perfect process play in every way this week, week fourteen, and. He comes through with 17 fantasy points. He is the kicker one on the week. So I want to reiterate two things after this Badgley performance. One, you should become a Living the Stream patron at patreon.com slash living the stream. And also, it's Badgley season. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.